and welcome to our new podcast, In Conversation, with me, Sarah Williams. Each week, I'll be chatting to someone different from church and asking them about themselves and their story and finding out what their experience of God has been like. So if you have ever looked around church on Sunday morning and thought, I wonder how they became a Christian or I wonder how they came to be here at Southwest London Vineyard and all sorts of other things, then hopefully you should enjoy the next 20 minutes or so. Anyway, enough about me. Let's get stuck in. everyone and welcome back to another In Conversation podcast with me, Sarah Williams. And today I'm talking to the lovely Dave Joyner. Dave, tell us a little bit about what's been going on in your house today. Hi Sarah. Um, Yeah, it's been an interesting day. Um, My wife, Sam, uh, went off this morning on a school trip to France for five days. She's the business manager of a local primary school. And so I dropped her off at school at six o'clock this morning so she could get on the coach for that. And then by 11 o'clock, my son, my school, son's school was ringing, telling me that he was coming home from uh, school ill. So uh, it's been a bit of a hectic one um, and uh, trying to run the house and do a job and look after sick children and things like that. So come back, Sam, please. Yeah. <laughs> Some of that sounds really typical. A lot of it sounds not very typical yeah, at all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so now we've got like a little flavour of what it's like in your household on an atypical day. Tell us something, um, just how did you become a Christian? Um, so I grew up in a, a Christian household. I was lucky enough to, to have that privilege. Um, and the, so I kind of always went to church. Um, but I, the first time I definitely kind of made my own commitment was at Festival 84 in uh, the Staffordshire uh, showground. Basically the old school equivalent of new wine from yesteryear. Uh, I was eight years old um, and uh, went to the kids thing and remember coming back and um, uh, um, being excited and, and told my mum that I'd made a, uh, a commitment uh, to God. And also I went through ups and downs after that and times when I was close and recommitted my life various times as, as is the what all good uh, teenagers do. But that was the, that eight year old experience was definitely the first time I remember um, asking God into my life. Wow. And did you do that with any other friends at that time or did you feel it on your own? No, I was on my own. There's kind of uh, the the church at the time. There weren't many kids in the um in the kids group. So I'd, I'd kind of gone off to that kind of group by myself and just it was my kind of thing. I didn't just do it because all my mates were doing no. it. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> but good to know. And um, then when you, so through teenage years, ups and downs, and then you went off to uni and then did you join a Christian Union or join a local church? Yeah, yeah, all of that. I, well, before university, I did a year out. So I, I spent um, uh, five months doing a YWAM um, DTS uh, course, um, which is a big Christian kind of training thing and evangelism thing. And then I did four months in Bolivia um, on a Christian kind of uh, equivalent of Operation Rally, building a school for deaf children in the middle of the jungle. Kind of wow. thing. So, um, so uh, by the time I went to, to uni... Um, I was kind of uh, in quite a good place spiritually, which was mm. good, kind of steeled me up ready for the um, the trials of university. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of went to a local church there and, and carried on and uh, I met the lovely Samantha, um, uh, Sam, my wife, or now wife, um, while I was there. Um, and we've been going to church um, ever since, kind of in various places over the years. Yeah. So that leads on to how did you get to be at Vineyard? Um, so we first came back 14 years ago when Daniel, our eldest, was uh, one. Um, 
and it was basically through um, who some people will know, Tim and Rachel Bauer, who used to go to the church for many, many years, um, and Sam and Rachel were friends from uh, childhood. They went to the same youth group when they were growing up. Um, they were each other's bridesmaids um, and when uh, we got married and when they got married. And um, so when we moved to Wimbledon, partly because of them, um, we ended up then coming to, to Southwest as a result. Oh, so I was going to say, do you remember anybody you met on your first week? But I'm sure knowing uh, Rachel and Tim as I do, I'm sure Rachel was plugging you in to yeah, all yeah. sorts of different people. We already knew loads of people before we even arrived. <laughs> <laughs> She'd sorted us out. And do you remember whose house group did you join when you first came? Tim and Rachel's. Oh, obviously. <laughs> Why would I even ask? And um, I know you guys have served on lots of different teams over the years. Have you got a particular favourite team that you've enjoyed serving on? Uh, I've always done kids. Um, Sam did kids with me for a while. Um, she's now on the worship team. Um, but I've always done kids, and we we led kids or led a month. Um, uh, like once a month team uh, for a number of years, which was pretty stressful in the engine room, <laughs> as it was called then. Um, and uh, I now do the little kids because they're nice and they don't talk back to you in the same way the older kids do. <laughs> Not in the same way. There's a lot of crying sometimes. <laughs> Um, thanks for that Dave I was wondering if uh, obviously we have an amazing worship band at church and we get to have a whole range of different styles of music and I just wondered have you got a particular favourite worship song? I have many uh, worship's always been really close to my heart um, I used to lead worship at um, one of our old churches um, and so it's always been a big big thing for me and a big part of my connection to God is is through worship Um so picking one was quite tricky. Yeah. Um so I've I've gone quite obscure um in my um in my thing. It's actually um an old delirious song before they were even called delirious when they were still called Cutting Edge from the same album that um Did You Feel the Mountains Tremble first came out of in ninety seven. I love that song. <laughs> it's not that song. It's a song called um You Split the Earth, um, which isn't really a traditional worship song. Um and and some of it I don't it's not even that nice, but it's got a few lines in it which really sum up. Um, uh, in one line at the end, it says, um, You scorch the earth with fire in your eyes. One look has burned my soul. You let the fields dance with the wind. Will you dance with me? And it really sums up the kind of the powerfulness of God who can scorch the earth with one look. And then the imagery of, you know, how the wind plays in mm. um, grass and it's kind of like, and it's just the intimacy of, of that and there's that that juxtaposition of the two things of the power of God and yet the intimacy of God I think is really powerful yeah absolutely yeah so if you haven't heard it guys go check it out <laughs> you'll probably struggle because it's from a long time ago and I'm not sure you can get it to down they've got all sorts on YouTube I'm sure somebody's <laughs> recorded it somewhere um I just wondered uh, what are you passionate about Dave um I'm quite passionate about my job which sounds really uh sad but I'm um, I've got quite a cool job and uh, I love it. So I work in international development, um, basically for a consultancy company that implements aid funded projects around the world. Um, so primarily for UK aid, um, we implement projects in various countries, but predominantly in Africa at the moment. So I've got big projects in Nigeria, big projects in Kenya. That's often where I'm at. If I'm not at church on a Sunday, that's often because I'll be on a plane to um, one of those uh, locations. I think at last count, I've been to Nigeria 32 times. Um, and so my 
My official title is Director of Economic Growth Ooh. for Texas Tech International Development. Um, but it's basically kind of project management and to deliver aid projects that increase the incomes of the poor and create jobs for people. Um, so one of our projects in Nigeria a few years ago uh, raised the incomes of 512,000 people, which was something I was quite uh, proud of yeah. at the end of that project that we'd achieved that. Um, so on one level, my job is meetings, answering emails, doing Excel sheets and Word documents, just like basically half the population's job is that. Um, but I can kind of underneath it, I feel like we're trying to achieve something and a lot of the time we are achieving something. And not all aid is perfect and there is some stuff which isn't great, but a lot of it does a lot of good for people. And um, yeah, so I'm quite proud of that. Yeah, amazing. And is that something that you felt the Lord put on your heart that you wanted to go into? I'm sure... Yeah, yeah, to some degree. So when I was 17, I went to Romania on a mission trip um, to work in an orphanage just after the fall of communism and that kind of opened my eyes. And then as a result of that, I did the year out that I talked about before, mm. including going to Bolivia for four months. And as a result of that, I changed my options slightly at university and did more international development parts of uh, economics. Um, and then that led me down the um, the path that I've, I've then led on. And, and I felt that throughout that, that was God kind of guiding me um, on that path and, yeah. and kind of giving me the next step and the next experience which which took me took me down that path yeah 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 and do you feel like that god is with you all the time when you're at work or do you have a particular time where you really felt like god was particularly close to you um i mean I'll be honest a lot of the time i'm busy focusing on my work <laughs> and go on with that. i don't want to over spiritualize it um but no there are times and particularly when i'm when i'm traveling and doing some of these these trips and you are in some kind of a long way from home um and there was one time i had to about six years ago now i had to uh go out to nigeria for about three and a half months um and become acting team leader of uh, this big project um and the kids were younger then and i really didn't want to go and um normally my trips are like a week or two weeks and then i come back but this was like for three and a half months um and i was having to lead a team of 50 nigerians um and I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to kind of manage uh, that group on a day-to-day -day basis. I can manage from afar, like from the UK, but it's a very different vibe being there as the actual team leader. Um, and I remember every morning before I went to work, I used to play You Make Me Brave by Bethel, just really loud, just um, thing. And that's basically just God just just took me and and just, yeah, kind of gave me the reassurance that, I could do this um, and I could get through it. And I felt a real kind yeah. of uh, closeness and connection at, at that time. And God did get me through and it, was, it went really well. And um, and it was a successful um, uh, period in the end. But yeah, at first, um, <laughs> wasn't wasn't top of my list of things to do. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure it wasn't. But I'm sure that particular worship song has actually been an anthem for loads of people in lots yeah. of different situations where they've really felt like this is too much for me I can't cope and actually yeah. it's with God's help that you're like exactly. actually we can rise to the challenge exactly. um, and just before we move on I'm really interested to know do you have any particular project 
that it was like your pet favourite one, like that really meant something special to you, or I'm sure they all have special elements to them. Um, I mean, the one I talked about in Nigeria is one of the ones where we had the most, probably the most impact. Um, I've done projects in Zanzibar. That was quite nice to go, yeah. go kick out on the kind of um, uh, the beach at the end of the day, you know, not too bad. Um, I've done projects in... Um, uh, went to uh, Peshawar in Pakistan once where they went past the, the line of AK-47 shops, literally where they were selling AK-47s. Wow. And you're kind of thinking, mm, this is uh, uh, punchy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's been a whole range of things. So, so some are favourite projects, some are just memorable for, for, for different, yeah, different yeah, reasons. Yeah. And before we move on to some of the other lighter stuff, I'm actually starting early because I want to know what's the most interesting thing you've eaten on one of these trips and what's the most interesting cultural activity somebody has asked you to take part in whilst you're there oh, wow um i think i think eaton um in nigeria you get snails and in france you get snails <laughs> and in france snails are little things and they taste of garlic and in nigeria snails are massive things and they taste of snails. Oh, oh my god! Oh, I'm just imagining it. I've seen an African giant snail. I can't imagine one on my dinner plate. Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> All right, so we talked about you. Know, what you're passionate about, how you became a Christian, you know, um, how you came to be at Southwest London Vineyard. Let's get on to the important stuff, Dave. What do you do for fun? Um, I'm not sure you call it fun, but I'm quite a keen cyclist. Um, I've really, uh, I've always cycled a bit, but really got into it in the last few years. Um, so often on a Saturday morning, I'm uh, sadly I'm out there just in my my lycra, um, <laughs> a middle aged man in lycra, um, and going around the Surrey Hills. Um, a few weeks ago, I did a a long ride to where I rode from my house in Wimbledon to uh, Wales where my parents uh, now live and um, just over the uh, the bridge in um um in the, over the border and uh, that was 206 kilometers so wow. it was a pretty good effort for for one day how long did it take all day yeah seven and a half hours wow um, that's amazing so uh, i'm not sure you call it fun but that's, <laughs> but that's what i do as my kind of uh, spare time fair enough and um okay so we've talked about what you do for fun all right dave i want you to imagine you know, I don't know if any of your projects before have been on an actual desert island, but now I'm asking you to picture you're on an actual desert island all on your own. The first thing I want to know is, does that fill you with joy or does it fill you with dread? Uh, no, that's joy. Um, I lived in Fiji for two years um, uh, just after university, so uh, I've, I've got kind of islands in the, um, in the blood, so to speak, and... Um, uh, I, I like a I like a desert island. You do like it, yeah. okay? Wow, you're the first person who said that. So, okay, so you're on your desert island. You're feeling nice and relaxed. What book, apart from the Bible, obviously? obviously. Yeah. What book are you you taking on a trip with you? Uh, I'm a bit of a geek, so I, I'm a Lord of the Rings. Um, I, I love an elf, <laughs> and uh, um, so yeah, I take that. And it's very thick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It keeps me going. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it definitely deserves a second and third reading. So, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's a really good choice. There's and... lots of Christian allegories in there. So, so, oh, so, so. bonus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've got your book. Um, 
I was wondering, do you have a favourite podcast that you would be listening to? Sarah Williams, In Conversation, obviously. Oh, Dave! <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't really listen to podcasts. I mean, I know, I know you're looking at me utter disdain, Sarah, as I no, say no, that because no. you are the podcast queen. <laughs> but um, no, I don't really listen to podcasts. I never really got into it. I just like to straighten up. That I'm the podcast queen because I like to listen to other people's podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case. Um, okay, so you don't listen to podcasts. You've got a really good book though. Uh, what luxury item would you be taking with you? Uh, well, if, I thought about this, and I thought I don't really like a luxury item, and then I remembered. I do. I do have a special pillow, um, that I uh, a few years ago, um, at Christmas, my Christmas present was a special pillow like the pillows they have in the Marriott, and you can buy them online. No. And uh, so I got my special pillow, and uh, whenever when I go to bed, if the pillows got mixed up, I get annoyed because I like my special pillow. Obviously. So, uh, yeah. And and do you have to take it away with you when you go? No, away I'm not. I'm not that sad. It's not <laughs> like I can only sleep with that pillow. I've slept in enough hotels and enough places around the world to be able to cope with a with any old pillow if it need be but but that is but, the best but that would if I, if I if i had the choice i would go with that also you're obviously a bit of a connoisseur because you have slept in so many different places yeah, yeah, so yeah. a marriott yeah. a marriott pillow yeah, just a, yeah, no, not any other hotel marriott. <laughs> a marriott pillow. <laughs> okay so you've got your marriott pillow you know you're, you're laying on the beach with your book but you know you're getting a bit, feeling a bit peckish yeah. you know what snack are you reaching to to you know sustain you whilst you're on the island frazzles Frazzles. 100%. Obviously. Frazzles, amazing. <laughs> they don't actually have to be proper frazzles, because if you're going for, like, like dirty crisp... Like, oh, I was going to say, you need to explain what a frazzle is. Well, maybe. It's a crisp, which is that bacon kind of flavoured kind of uh, crisp. Um, but it's kind of pretty low quality. And so, say, if you're going for low quality anyway, it doesn't really matter if it's actual frazzles or if it's, like, co-op brand frazzles. No. Or kind of... Uh, uh, Tesco frazzles. Dave, Dave, is it like, even made of potato? I don't know. I no, don't, it's I don't, not. I don't care. No, it's a maze. That's why it <laughs> tastes so weird. Like, it's not even made of potatoes. What is it? And it's got <clears throat> hundreds of E numbers in. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It tastes nice. <laughs> well, there you go, Dave. We're all going to imagine you're in a desert island with your, your very uh, intellectual book, The Lord of the Rings, but munching on your frazzles yep. whilst you're doing That's it. That's me. <laughs> Dave, thank you so much for talking with me today. Cool, thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Thanks for listening. If you think you'd like to have a chat with me, why not get in touch with the office? Otherwise, look forward to listening to our next conversation sometime soon. Bye!